When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. My name is Tyler Hunt, and on today's show, we've got plenty of basketball and football to talk about to send you into the weekend. To start the show, we'll talk some basketball with some recent transfer news revolving Ben Carlson, and we also talk about a little bit with Matthew Morris because we didn't talk about that on a previous episode and kind of talk about the situation in the Wisconsin um, front court because there's going to be certainly some minutes to go around with both of those two players uh, heading out, and we'll talk about maybe some names that you could see filling them in from maybe the transfer portal. After that, we'll talk about and, and update you on some spring practice notes. There's been some clips that have come out that everyone's getting excited about from spring football. It's that great time of year where Wisconsin football tweets out one little clip and everybody loses their mind. So uh, we'll get into everything that we've heard from that. And then in the back of the show, we've got an interview with 2022 quarterback commit Marshall Howe. Marshall was the most recent commit to Wisconsin football, and he joined me to talk about his game, his experience, kind of a a wild recruiting ride for him. If you haven't read up on his latest commitment, he's part of the 2022 class. We talked about it last episode, but coming in much later than a lot of the classes, and that was partly because of a just a very weird recruiting situation for him. So we get into all that, talk about his strengths, weaknesses, what he loved about Madison. I think you guys will really enjoy listening to him talk and and following him as a prospect. So plenty to get to on the show, but we'll talk about the basketball front first. And that's there's some really big news. I mean, you're getting into the offseason now. You've got the Final Four coming up this weekend. But now is this time of year where you're going to see some moves happening, especially in the transfer portal world with guys moving in and around. We saw Wisconsin being very active there last year. But arrivals and departures happen for every team now. This isn't a situation where you can just bring in as many guys as you want. So now Wisconsin's got the opportunity to go out and find some guys in the portal, but it's because of some departures on that front to start. And the most recent departure is forward Ben Carlson, uh, a player that played a little bit for Wisconsin this past year, but probably not the minutes that he wanted at the the Power 5 level. You're looking at an average over the course of this season, 9.2 minutes per game at the forward spot. There were a couple games where Tyler Wall was banged up where he got some more minutes um, and and was a contributor late in the season. He had 12 minutes in that Iowa State loss, 11 minutes in that Colgate win, and 11 minutes against Michigan State. But, I mean, probably not a situation where he was happy with the playing time, but he looked like a guy that at least was developing and coming into next year would be a promising player off the bench that Wisconsin could go to or maybe work his way into the rotation depending on how you wanted to work it out. So certainly a surprise move for a lot of Wisconsin Badger fans. I don't necessarily know if a lot of people saw this one coming, uh, especially when you're looking at a, a guy for Ben Carlson. Certainly he can go on to whatever situation he wants to, and maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But he seemed like a guy that was going to step into 
a good amount of minutes next year for Wisconsin basketball. So to see that departure, you know, a guy that you've you've developed a little bit and, and you know a former four-star kid certainly is a, a tough blow for Wisconsin basketball. So you wish him the best. I hope he goes on to uh, wherever he's planning to go to and, and wherever he ends up landing and 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 has a, a very solid career and, and gets more minutes and hopefully feels like a better situation for him. But certainly a tough blow for Wisconsin when you look at you already had a departure earlier in the transfer portal at a very similar position. I mean, you're talking about a power forward spot that you, you've got guys that you can maybe turn to in the rotation a little bit further down the line, but not necessarily guys that you, you maybe wanted to throw in there right in the fold um, at that power forward spot because the other kind of name that you thought was maybe creeping in the wings to, to maybe bypass a guy like Ben Carlson is Matthew Moores, who I don't believe we talked about on the podcast also announced his intentions to transfer. That situation, it sounds like he was homesick and, and wanting to get back to that South Dakota area. I'm sure both South Dakota and South Dakota State will be teams very much involved in his recruitment going forward. But he was a promising prospect, the top player out of high school um, in, in South Dakota. He looked like a guy that was really going to develop nicely for Wisconsin. And from the sounds of it, he really enjoyed his time at Wisconsin. He he tried to do his best to, to feel more comfortable there and he was just simply a case of homesick and, and wanted to be back in South Dakota. And you can't really fault a player, um, no matter the situation, when you look at guys uh, like that. You know, it's just you want to be back home. You want to be back where you're comfortable. No matter what you do, no matter what you try to do, sometimes it's, it's the only thing that's going to solve it is being back home. So we hope for uh, the best for both Carlson and Moores in that situation as those guys depart to new schools. Hopefully it works out for them. They can land on their feet and, and get the minutes and the comfort that they're looking for. But when you look at Wisconsin basketball now, that, that certainly clears up uh, quite a few spots that you can look to fill in the transfer portal. I mean, you, like you, you've got guys internally that, that can play power forward. You know, a guy like Chris Hodges is certainly a name that they've recruited and they want to get to be that starter level. But is it a little early in his career? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, certainly a very talented player. We haven't seen a lot of him on the court but could be a guy that steps right into that power forward spot that's already on the roster and, and takes over some minutes. Because you're still going to have Tyler Wall. You're still going to have Stephen Crowell. So you've got bigs in place. You're not necessarily going to be looking for a guy to take huge minutes. I don't think you're going to see a situation where Crowell and Wall are losing minutes to, uh, to a power forward spot. But you're going to need someone to kind of fill in that rotation with some height and some size. And it looks like maybe Chris Hodges is a guy internally, but there's also going to be Certainly, Wisconsin is going to be active in the transfer portal moving forward here. Last year, you saw them go out and get Chris Vogt, who's you know departing as well. That's another big that you're going to need to replace. And and you saw them go out and get Jacoby Neath. So Wisconsin has explored in the transfer portal. They're going to be active, I would assume, with roster spots available again this year. And, and not a lot going on in the recruiting front. And, you know, There's going to be spots to be had for Wisconsin basketball. And who might be some rumblings that's that's a good question and kind of a uh, a situation that a lot of badger fans are trying to decipher one name that i'll kind of rattle off we had a write-up by uh drew ham kind of talking about who might be some names to look at in the transfer portal and what is what was ben vanderplass out of ohio fit right into that power forward position a native of ripon wisconsin he's very familiar with the state of, the, of wisconsin and wisconsin basketball maybe he would like to return to his home state and, and finish out his one year remaining uh, to come to Wisconsin. He averaged 14 points uh, at Ohio, 6.8 rebounds, really a solid player, and he's played an, a ton of minutes for Ohio. So is it is it possible that he'd come 
to Wisconsin? I don't know right now, but that's a name that certainly fits in there really well. Another name that could fill that void is Diskin Thomas out of Colorado State. He's got two years remaining, uh, again, at that power forward spot, six foot eight, 235 pounds. And that sounds like a name that Wisconsin has already reached out to. He's a native of North Carolina and could be uh, a nice player for the Badgers. He's kind of in that similar bench role coming off and, and filling in for you know, for Crowell and for Tyler Wall. He was off the bench for Colorado State when they made their run in the NCAA tournament and could be a guy with, with size and athleticism that could be really a multi-year player that could come off the bench maybe as as you know Wall progresses and moves on to the next phase of his career that a guy like Diskin Thomas could be a guy that really steps in and plays multiple shots can can play at the center position play at the power forward he's got enough size and athleticism to to handle both so there's a couple names that you could really see Wisconsin uh, being after in the portal it sounds like there's already rumblings for some of those but if the Badgers land them, we'll have to wait and see. Both players incredibly talented, but I would imagine Wisconsin basketball will be very active in that transfer market, and that power forward position seems to be a spot where you're going to need to replace a little bit. You, you just lost two that play a similar position. You've got a recruit that you probably feel comfortable up with in Chris Hodges to maybe step into that role, but if you're looking for another body when you've also got Chris Vogt to replace, I would think that Wisconsin is going to be very active in trying to find some size to bring off the bench for Wisconsin basketball and work into their rotation because you have saw three departures. You're all right at the guard spot. You likely see Johnny Davis move on to the next level, but what what their rotation looks like is going to need some size, and I would think they're going to look transfer portal to fill that. Of course, the other big piece of news that Badger fans will have an eye on is, of course, the decision from Johnny Davis. If you're listening to this on Thursday, Davis is announcing his decision on Thursday afternoon on NBA Today on ESPN. I would imagine it's likely going to be a very cut-and-dry decision that he's going to be departing to the NBA. Um, But you never know. So we'll wait on a bated breath uh, for him. But yes, I would imagine he's going to be departing to that NBA draft. A top prospect in the NBA basketball ranks right now, currently coming in as the ninth-ranked player available. And some uh, drafts have him going as high as sixth to the Sacramento Kings in some projections. So certainly a situation there where Wisconsin's going to have some minutes to fill and some serious scoring to fill with Johnny Davis as well. So that'll be a situation to keep an eye on. So if you're looking to follow his decision, make sure to check that out on ESPN because that will be uh, where it's announced sometime this afternoon. Of course, once that decision is made, we'll make sure to cover that on the podcast episode next week. All right, guys, that wraps up the current basketball discussion. So let's go ahead and switch gears over to football. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about Home Field Apparel. Com. If you haven't checked them out already, homefieldapparel.com has a ton of incredibly comfortable and incredibly cool vintage tees, sweatshirts, crewnecks, whatever you're looking for from a variety of different schools. They recent, recently wrapped up Big New Saturday Season 3, which featured a ton of schools, Kansas, Villanova, North Carolina, and a ton of other schools, including Wisconsin. So make sure to go over and check out that collection at homefieldapparel.com. All right, spring football underway. We'll get you guys some updates before we get into our interview with Marshall Howe. And I must say, fever pitch of spring practice is always one of my favorite times of year. You get the one little video clip that comes out that gets everybody excited and raving and talking. You get a couple pictures here and there, and it gets everybody's wheels spinning. Of course, the main video clip that has everybody talking is the 50-yard bomb from Graham Mertz to Keontas Lewis, the UCLA transfer. And I have to say, it got me excited as well. Uh, certainly Graham Mertz, and you can talk about the pressure isn't there, or you can just acknowledge the fact that it was a nice throw. And I think the more exciting part of that 
is Keontes Lewis at the wide receiver spot making a play and then looking like a guy that can really give something um, to Wisconsin as they move forward here. He's, of course, as I mentioned, a transfer from UCLA, came in and could get some reps. Didn't get a ton of targets uh, with the Bruins, but seemed like a player that should have been on the field in some way, shape, or form. And he's going to come into Wisconsin with plenty of opportunity to line up with Shimmer DK and try and get uh, and get some hype going with him at the wide receiver room. They need to find some established connections there with Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor departing. So a guy like Keontas Lewis is certainly one to keep an eye on. So hopefully we see more of that connection clicking uh, because it certainly got a lot of us excited in a very short amount of time. Another thing that I think took a lot of you by surprise was the inside linebacker spot. So we talked about it in the last couple episodes. Wisconsin's going to be, of course, looking to replace a deadly combo of Chanel and Sanborn at inside linebacker. And the first glimpse that we got of that was two starters that I don't know if necessarily were the front runners in Tatum Grass and Muma and Jung Mehta. Spencer Lytle, Jake Rothloff got the second reps, which really isn't that big of a surprise. I think all four of them are going to certainly be in the conversation. But you look at a guy like Jordan Turner, I thought was going to be uh, uh, working his way in there as well. So who ends up winning out uh, that inside linebacker spot? Certainly going to be something to watch, but it seems like it's going to be a tight competition with maybe Grass and, and Muma and Jung Mehta kind of at the start getting the first reps. And, and of course, it's spring, and you can't read too much into some of these starting combos. But to see those two out there first was certainly a surprise, but also Jake Rotsloff getting some reps I think should have a lot of Badger fans excited. We've talked about him so much on this podcast when following his recruitment. Now he's going to be into that second year on campus and hopefully can really make a splash because his athleticism is off the charts. He's he's a physical player that could really do something really well uh, for Wisconsin at the end of the side linebacker spot. So to see him getting reps early is certainly a fun spot to watch. At outside linebacker, you had Nick Herbig and Aaron Witt both unable to practice with injuries. Uh, the of course, the Herbig one, he's going to be a starter, has not, has not practiced, not a ton of uh, info on what his injury is, but if we find anything out more, doesn't seem to be super serious, but uh, limiting him in spring practice for sure. Speaking of coming off injuries, Curtis Neal looked like he was moving around pretty good, which is really nice to see. He's, of course, coming off a torn ACL, so to see him working in as a true freshman at that nose tackle and defensive line spot is really, really exciting because I think it could really kind of get his development going to take over for Keanu Benton, work with Keanu Benton, get those reps early with Ross Kalaji and develop into something because he's a guy who's not, they don't want to rush him back because of injury and they don't have to rush him back because they've got, you know, one of the premier nose tackles in the Big Ten and, and across the country in Keanu Benton. So he's not going to be a guy that's that's competing for, you know, starter reps. He's going to be a guy that you're trying to get in there, develop and learn and to see him out there and working through some drills coming off that injury is is frankly pretty impressive. I mean, that's a very extensive injury, and, and everybody heals differently. So for him to be out there, I think, is really nice for the prospect of the future uh, for him as, as a player. Running back Ches Malusi is also coming off of a torn ACL. He said his, he has been running and rehabbing. He says he feels super good, and the goal for him is to be available for the season opener. It's, it's probably going to be a close deadline. I mean, you're working back from a serious injury that he suffered uh, against Rutgers last year, which was late fall. So certainly a quick turnaround for him, but it'd, it'd be great for him to be back early um, next season. If, if it's the season opener, I think that would be huge. you, you got a few games that you could maybe wait on with a guy like him. You, the beginning of next year's schedule isn't necessarily 
top heavy like it was this past year so maybe you could wait a couple weeks but I think to get him back is certainly going to be important but it's nice to see that he is progressing nicely and uh, and feeling good and is hoping to be available for that season opener because you've got some other backs that that are a little bit banged up Isaac Arendo we've talked about time and time again you've got Braylon Allen who's you're going to be your workhorse and certainly so but I think uh, a guy like Ches Malusi getting back for the for the start of the season or or into Big Ten play even would be a, a huge win for the Badgers as they try to keep that one-two combo that, that seemed to really develop nicely when they were both available. It was a short period, but I think both of them really handled that role well, and I think if, if they can get them both back out there and, and get that two kind of two-headed monster going, uh, you should feel really good about the Wisconsin running back. All right, that wraps up the news portion of the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed some basketball and football updates. We'll certainly be back with you next week. But before we get you guys out of here, I want to kick it over to our interview with Marshall Howe, 2022 Wisconsin football commit, the most recent Badger to make his decision to come to Madison's. Listen in. Enjoy listening to him. He's a very well-spoken kid, and I think is going to be a nice piece to this Wisconsin quarterback room of the future. Soon through a couple quick ad reads, then we'll get into our interview with Marshall. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Badger fans, we are now joined by the latest member of the Wisconsin football team, part of the 2022 class, Marshall Howe, a quarterback just recently last week announced his commitment to the Badgers. So excited to have him on to talk a little football uh, and talk some game. Marshall, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. We always love having recruits and commits on. I know our listeners will really enjoy getting to know you a little bit. And we always like to start our interviews um, just kind of talking about the strengths of your game. So at the quarterback position, what do you think are, are some of the strengths that you have? I think um, a couple of things stand out to me. Um, I've been around football for a long time. I grew up in a football family. Um, so I'd say I know the game really well. Um, and I think that's one thing I translate well to the quarterback position. Um, so just understanding the offense and being able to pick up offenses and and read defenses really well, um, is one thing that I do really well. Um, aside from that, I, I'm, I'm always been characterized as a very good leader. Um, and I think that that is something that I'm really proud of. Um, I've been lucky to be voted captain twice at my old school, um, my junior and senior year. And then again, as a postgraduate at my current school. Um, so kind of bringing some of that leadership, um, is another thing. And then from on the field, um, I think I do a lot of stuff really well. I, I really enjoy um, and think that, that I extend plays really well, um, both from within and outside the pocket. Um, not necessarily dual threat, but can run if need be and, and just be able to make plays, um, avoiding defenders and extend plays. And that's something I, I think um, I'm very good at. Uh, and then being able to get the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there um, on time and in rhythm is another thing that I, I really think that I do well. Um, so all of those things kind of put together, I think, are some of my biggest strengths um, and, and stuff that I look forward to bringing to the Badger football program. 
Well, I, I could say just from that answer, I think you very, very well spoken. I can see how the leadership stuff is, is certainly there. Um, on the flip side, what are some things that you've kind of been focused on and working on to kind of improve over the last couple of years? Yeah, just I think one of the biggest things um, is just con- consistent accuracy. Um, I've always been very accurate in short and intermediate throws, um, but just consistent, deep ball accuracy um, and, and, and different type of movement throws as well, um, whether it's moving to the left, moving to the right, um, and then in the pocket, obviously. So just accuracy at all three levels, um, a lot of movement throws on the run to the left and the right, um, and just kind of taking command of the offense has been the main things that I've been working on the most recently. Very good. So I wanted to go back. I know you kind of mentioned it in your in your opening que- or opening answer. You, you mentioned your your different kind of senior years. So for Badger fans that don't maybe know the situation, you're from Los Angeles, but you recently yep. fish, finished up a season in Connecticut. A large part of that, you know, due to COVID and kind of limiting your original senior season, I guess is how I would put it. So can you kind of just walk us through the last couple of years for you in terms of what kind of went on and and in terms of going from you know, the, the, the West coast to the East coast. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So my, my uh, process throughout high school was definitely a weird one. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'll be the first to admit that, but <laughs> I, so one of the first reasons before even COVID happened that I, I started to think about, well, I guess, so the first weird thing that happened in my high school experience was basically at my old school, I had four head coaches in four years. Um, so I never really had a head coach, um, that was stable or a coaching staff that had provided stable leadership for me um, at my old school at Harvard Westlake in Los Angeles. Um, so I, I started playing in significant minutes in my sophomore year, started a couple games and in my junior year, I took over as a starter. Um, but once again, I, I had a lot of coaching turmoil, which really hindered my recruitment um, because I didn't have coaches reaching out for me. They were more focused on how are we going to stay in position at this school and, and not have more roster turnover. And so by the time that um, more stable leadership came into, into play uh, my senior year, going into my senior year, uh, COVID hit. So kind of in the fall of my senior year, it looked like we weren't going to have any sort of a season. Um, and so I had just come off of a junior year, which I had played for a coaching staff that had literally um, was an interim coaching staff that started literally two weeks before the season. Um, so it was definitely a rocky junior year. Um, we had a tough year and, and I was hurt for most of it, but I played, I think nine out of the 10 games that we played in. So I started thinking about doing a postgraduate year because it looked like I wasn't going to be able to have a senior year. And I really, I knew I really wanted to play football in college. Um, and I knew that I could play high level football and I wanted to prove that. And so I looked into doing a postgraduate year, <clears throat> found out about Avon, and uh, decided to do it in December of 2020. And so then we ended up having a six-game senior year season in the spring, which wasn't really a, a complete season. We had two weeks to prepare for it, and um, it, was, it was kind of thrown together last minute. But it was nice to be able to play. And so then coming into Avon um, in Connecticut, my postgraduate year now, we, we didn't start our season until late September, uh, just the way that prep school works. So I was still behind um, a little bit on the, on the recruiting eight ball, um, but was able to play a full nine game schedule, which was great. Had a really good year. We had a really good year as a team, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then my recruitment kind of picked up afterwards. Um, so it wasn't exactly what I envisioned from the start. Definitely not from the start of my high school career and, and not necessarily 
what I had envisioned when I decided to do a postgraduate year. But with COVID um, giving an extra year of eligibility in the transfer portal, it really created a log jam at a lot of the um, a lot of the places I was initially looking at. There just wasn't as many spots. Um, and then I, I, a lot, I got a lot of interest from bigger schools that were needing to fill out their quarterback room with, with someone that they thought could compete um, and provide something for their quarterback room. And so I ended up having a lot of really good options at the end of the day. Well, that's, that's great to hear it all worked out. I mean, it's really, that's, it sounds like, I was reading up on it kind of earlier before our interview and then just, I was like, man, that just sounds like a whirlwind yeah. of, of, of a couple of years and, and it's already hard enough. <laughs> High school seems hard enough, so I can't yeah. even imagine um, going through all that. And, and you know, I'm, you mentioned it. You know, I know coaching in terms of it's not recruitment; it's a lot of you know high school coaches working with college coaches as well. So it just sounds like uh, quite a whirlwind. But I'm glad you settled in at Wisconsin. So yep, from the sounds of it, it, it has been crazy. But how good does it feel to finally have that kind of decision and and feel somewhat settled on on a school choice? Because it seems like those last couple of years have just been. Uh, uh, crazy for lack of a better term it's it's absolutely fantastic um when I when I made the call to coach Turner it kind of felt like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulder um and it's been kind of a, I mean obviously it's been an extended process for me so it's felt like even longer um but it's been a long time coming and, and just searching for the right school the right fit and so once I was able to visit Wisconsin I knew that it was the place that I wanted to be um and I had to kind of dot some I's and cross some t's but eventually I was able to commit and, and, and to answer your question, I mean, it, it's just so exciting. I'm so excited to get started in Madison and, and get to competing and be a part of the program. Um, and so I, I, it feels amazing. Well, it's great to hear. So I, you mentioned, it sounds like you've had the chance to come to Madison and, and take a round or take a look around, which is, which is huge. What did you kind of like about your experience in getting there? Yeah, the, uh, a couple of things stood out to me. Um, first off, I mean, the campus was amazing. Uh, I was only able to really get a full tour in a, in a car. Uh, Coach Turner drove me around because the day I happened to come was a snow day. Um, so it was a little bit snowy outside, but drove around and got a, got a good sense of the campus and it was awesome. Um, and then, I mean, from a football perspective, it was, it was amazing. I was able to go in and see a workout um, and some, and, in the weight room and some on-field stuff as well. Um, and just seeing the culture and the community around the football program was, was really fun to watch. Um, it seemed like a really tight knit group of guys that wanted to be around each other and, and lifted each other up. Um, and, and that was awesome to see. And then also meeting all the coaches um, was fantastic. I, I, I really liked the coaching staff a lot. Um, coach Turner, Coach Christ, Coach Ingram, um, Keller, Coach Keller Christ, um, all guys that I really, I really liked a lot. And then obviously being able to see historic Camp Randall, um, all the facilities that they have were unbelievable. And so, and so there wasn't really any bad parts of the trip at all. Um, it, was, it was an awesome experience to see it and, and really contributed to my excitement um, to, to becoming a Badger. Well, it, it sounds, you can hear the excitement in your voice to finally have, to be able to experience that and have that decision made. So I'm super happy for you in that regard. So. I know you're part, we've talked about the timeline, you know, you're part of the 2022 class. One of the, of course, you were you know, behind the eight ball in the recruitment. So a little bit later of a, of a decision, have you gotten to the chance to get to know anyone else in that 2022 group? Somewhat. I've started uh, talking through DMS with a couple of them, um, but not, not to the extent I would, I'm would like to yet. Um, so I, I hope to be reaching out to a lot of those guys soon and uh, getting to know them. Um, I'm going to be coming in in, in June uh, at the freshman move-in date. So I hope 
to know a lot of them by then, but then uh, be able to spend the whole summer with those guys and then also the rest of the guys on the team working out and then just being together. Um, like I said, getting to know each other will be really nice. Um, so I'll be definitely reaching out more so here in the next couple of weeks um, to try and get to know everyone and get a feel for everyone. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple guys from that class on and it seems like a great group, but it seems like you'll you'll fit in quite nicely with them. I know there's a, yeah. a ton of characters in that class and um, a lot <laughs> yeah. of well spoken individuals like yourself. So I'm sure that uh, you'll fit right in with with that class. So right. you said you you up next for you finishing up school and then you'll be uh your guess i guess timeline you'll be on campus uh in june it sounds like yeah so i have uh, about two months left of school in connecticut um so i'll be finishing that up working out um i'm lucky to be avon has a really good uh foundation for a football program so i'll be able to work out and and, and continue to develop there um for the next two months and then once i, I i'm going to be able to um hopefully sit in to a, a lot of the quarterback meetings over the next couple of weeks so start to be able to get a head start um mentally and then that way when i when i get there in, in june i can hit the ground running um and be totally ready to go for the summer and then into fall camp awesome all right one last question for you what is one thing that you want badger fans to know about you as you get ready to become part of the wisconsin football family uh, one thing I want all Badger fans to know is that I'm coming in and I'm going to be the most dedicated, hardworking individual um, or one of the most that they'll, they'll see in their time. Uh, keep my head down and be able to persevere um, through no matter what obstacles in my way. And, and I'm just more, more so excited than anything to be a Badger and, and be welcomed by the Badger family. It seems like an unbelievable community. And so I'm just so excited to be a part of it um, and looking forward to Saturdays at Camp Randall. I think that's a, a great answer that Badger fans will certainly like. Marshall, best of luck to you uh, in your future. Excited to see you uh, be, become a part of this Badger football family and uh, looking forward to seeing you on campus and, and hope, uh, hope it all goes well for you. Thank you as well for, for joining the show. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, Badger fans, that wraps up another episode of the podcast, as always, on Wisconsin.